1992, the Bartell family had just had their second child and decided to hire live-in help. But what seemed at first to be the perfect nanny would soon be revealed as a manipulative psychotic out for revenge on the one person she held responsible for all of her misfortunes. Today on the podcast, Peyton Flanders, the hand that rocks the cradle. My husband makes love to you, it's my face he sees. When your baby's hungry, it's my breast that feeds him. Welcome to Absolutely True True Crime, a deadly serious podcast. Um, hello once again everyone, I'm Claire and I'm a big fan of True True Crime and so are my co-hosts, Brad and Tammy. Hey guys. Hey. I'm, I think I'm more of a fan of research uh, and just looking at what happens in true crime. I don't know if yeah. I'm a fan of true true crime itself. I guess a fan yeah. of talking about it. We like we like trying to dissect it and find out why these things happen. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Don't be a monster, Claire. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know if I like being identified as someone who enjoys true true crime. I'm Claire. I love murder. <laughs> <laughs> yep. I got um, the badge. <laughs> so yeah, this week we are going uh, to talk about the case um, about Peyton Flanders uh, mm. and the case of Hand That Rocks Cradle. So this is this is an interesting one. And uh, I was reminded <laughs> by my husband yesterday that the '90s was um, like 30 years ago, and that's just math. <laughs> that's yeah. That's, this happened. Yeah, I don't this, like that. this, uh, this case occurred in the 90s and i was just like that doesn't seem like that long ago but it's that a- was 10 years ago right yeah it's a real long time ago guys and i'm just wow. old so <laughs> um, yeah yeah so uh let's see where do we even begin <laughs> with this case i guess we begin in a place that i've been to which oh, is yeah. Tacoma, washington because i have been there um uh, a few years ago i i wish that I had actually gone and investigated some of the locations as to where this story took place, but I didn't. Yeah, so a, a bulk of um, this case, well, it takes place between Tacoma and Seattle, or the, mm-hmm. or the two locations. And um, we will be focusing a lot around the family that was most affected by this, um, this case, which is the Bartell family. Yeah. So uh, the Bartell Bartel family is made up of Claire, who... Um, not me, though. No, no, no. Claire Bartell. Unless you're Claire Bartell, it's not about you. I'm not Claire Bartell, no. No, it's uh, Claire Bartell, Michael, and um, their daughter, Emma. Um, and then they do have a, a son. When this case begins... Um, Claire's actually pregnant uh, with their second child, and then she has their second child, Joey. Um, so it's it's actually a case about like, geez, women not wanting to come forward when they're sexually assaulted. Um, mm. It's this is a dark case, and like, yeah, no, so Brad many wasn't aware of this of case, it. were you, Brad? I was not. Yeah, whereas I I sort of had seen this documentary a few times. And I think Tammy, you'd seen it once. Yeah, I, I was, I had um, saw the documentary originally uh, in the early '90s when I was probably way too young to watch this documentary, uh, <laughs> like like most things I think in the '90s. Um, and I 
I think I blocked a lot of this out because this case, ugh, it's there's so many levels to it. So again, we start with that family um, and poor Claire. So Claire goes to her, uh, get a routine checkup. And she's just a couple months pregnant at the time. And mm-hmm. while at her checkup with a new obstetrician, Dr. Victor Mott. Yeah, because her, her original um, obstetrician had retired. So yeah. this was the first time she'd seen this one. Yeah, and supposedly, like, Dr. Mott had, um, was was just known in the community, and he was a, a really great obstetrician. And uh, there are a couple things that happened. Uh, first of all, there were discussions around other um, patients in the room while Claire was in the yeah. room. Uh, which is a huge HIPAA violation. Yeah. Um, and then if if you are um, female and have had to go to a gynecologist or an obstetrician um, and you have a male doctor, well, even if you don't, even if you have a female doctor, there's always a nurse present, uh, at least here in the States. I don't, I don't know, mm. Claire, in the I think, US. I think so here as well. But I've, Yeah. There, so there's you know. typically two people in the room while you have your exam. Uh, and that is specifically so things like what happened in this case don't happen, um, which he sends the nurse away who was originally supposed to be in the room. Um, why this nurse leaves, I'm not sure. I wonder if she's... Because what we find out about him, like, I wonder if he's done it. Obviously, he's done this before. Has he sent the nurse out every time? Is she kind of aware of this? You know? Yeah, I don't know. I it mean, seems crazy. The- and I, 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 sorry, go on. Yeah, no, go ahead. I was going to say, I don't, I, I, I don't know. Because having, um, you know, not, not been to a gynecologist. But um, I thought it was very weird that he did a breast exam as well. Is that standard? Yes. Well, again, like I can only talk here in the States and it might be different other places. But um, yeah, that is that's normal. Um, The way he starts off is normal. Now, I will say from an obstetrician standpoint, that is not Mm. normal. For a gynecologist, that is um, to to do a breast exam. Um, And then sometimes they'll even explain to you how to do a self-exam and all the whole nine but there's like when i've gone it's like there's always another person present in the room Mm. um so he sexually molests her uh and oh it's so horrible the the bit that's really horrible is like it's like in this documentary obviously they they recreate but it's so practiced the way he just like takes this glove off has the glove on and just takes it off and puts it in his pocket you know yep like he's done this so many times it's yeah and uh and him doing that, it's like, because Claire Bartell ends up coming forward um, with accusations about the sexual molestation. And after she does that, multiple women come forward. Mm. So, so she didn't actually even like press charges or anything. No, no. She, she just came forward. She just came forward and it, it, her, it encouraged other women to come forward as well. Yeah. And what's crazy in the, um, what happened with this case too, which is crazy to me because typically it's because what ends up happening is she comes forward and then the news broadcasts that this woman claire bartell has come forward with these allocations and that's illegal it's illegal to broadcast the name and picture of a sexual assault victim yeah Yeah. it's crazy that they just broadcast they're like oh she hasn't made any charges but you know she (laughs) is the one who came forward it's like well what, why are you saying this? Like, yeah, it's crazy. I hope she presses charges against this fucking news station. Seriously. Yeah, yeah and th- and um, 
Oh, what is the guy's name? Um, what what was the? It was the gymnastics doctor, uh, Larry Nasser. That's who this mm-hmm. this oh, case yeah. made me think of. Mm-hmm. So is the um, if you guys are unfamiliar with Larry Nasser, he was a uh, doctor for the U.S. gymnastics. He was like their team doctor, and um, he sexually assaulted. I don't even know how many women it ended up being. It was like an insane amount of, of girls um, mm. that he sexually assaulted. Um, and, and it was similar to this, meaning he would do procedures without anybody else in the room. Or I'm Not that you guys can see this. I was putting procedures in quotation marks because <laughs> <laughs> he was just sexually assaulting them, but he was calling yeah. it uh, various procedures. Um, and so like when, when I was cover like looking at this case again i was like oh my god this is just like the larry nasser case um or similar you know it's it's just this idea of going to someone you're supposed to trust with your health and your well-being yeah and them taking complete advantage of that and that's what dr mott um dr victor mott did uh with multiple people yeah this definitely was not the first time he had done that Mm. and poor claire like um Many women who are sexually assaulted didn't even want to come, go and talk to anybody about it. And her, her husband encouraged her um, to He's really to supportive of so. her husband. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know. Yeah. So so Michael encouraged her to go come forward. And when she did, like we said, a lot of other women came forward. So I think that that was um, a good thing. But the news station, you're correct, Brad. I agree. She, she really has a case, I think, against that news station. Oh, yeah. Putting her information out there. Especially, I mean, the fact that she didn't press charges, it's like she definitely didn't want to be no. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. It's so crazy. Um, so needless to say, once all these women started coming forward, Dr. Victor Mott um, committed suicide. So he wouldn't mm-hmm. be arrested. Yeah. <sighs> Which is just... Mm. Um, I, I feel like... What a coward! <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say it's yeah. I don't think like you know it's always cowardly to take your own life, but this is definitely mm. the coward's way out for this guy. I, I think I think it's he made the right call. <laughs> like I, I because let's be real, like a rich um you know powerful doctor um like he could probably squirm his way out of a lot. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, I I guess like again, like looking at the Larry Nasser case, I feel like having um and and I think that case had a lot more women than than probably it it sounded like Dr. Mott had like a handful of women come forward, which is yeah. still a lot. Just more one is a lot. Yeah. Um, but in the Larry Nasser case, to have all those women do their um their statements, um, oh, what is it called? Is it a victim? No, it's not a victim statement. It's um. I can't remember the name, but where they were able to go tell him like what they thought. Mm. <laughs> um, I oh, thought I know, was I can't remember what it's called. It's like yeah, uh, it, it's called. Oh, I can't think of what the yeah. name is. I know exactly um, what you mean though. It's yeah, we'll think of it at some point after we, will. we stop yeah. recording. I'm sure. <laughs> um, the impact statements. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> so when they were able to read the impact statements, I felt like that was uh, so much closure for them. Mm-hmm. And um, but would that have uh, happened in 1992? Yeah, yeah, I don't. Well, yeah, that's true. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, I I remember actually like watching on YouTube all of those impact statements and just crying and crying. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so so he he went ahead and killed himself. Um, and so Claire and family <laughs> go on to have a healthy baby. They they try and move on with their lives. 
Um, again, she didn't press charges or she wasn't looking to press charges anyway. So she has their son, Joey, and uh, she's just someone who likes to keep busy. So again, they have the little girl, Emma. Now she's got a newborn and she's, um, I guess we should talk about <laughs> their house a little bit because Claire, you found their address for mm-hmm. us. Yeah, this was um, 808 North Yakima Avenue in Tacoma, Washington. Uh, Washington 98403. So if you want to yeah. go and visit, you can. Yeah, so if you want to do a drive-by. Um, yeah. So I looked up the house, uh, and currently the house is estimated at $1.4 million. Home. Oh, yeah. It's a very nice home. And the furthest, like, their tax records that I could find go back to 2000. So even a, a you know almost a 10 year difference from when this took place but even in 2000 the house was half a million dollar home it's a it's wow. a nice home four bedroom yeah. 2.25 baths 4000 square feet they, yeah i mean the yeah, fact that I, they have enough i mean yeah all that know. to say that these are folks who <laughs> the husband uh, michael um was a he was some um, like scientist. a, genet- a yeah. genetic yeah, engineer genet- Genetic yeah. engineer. Yeah, he's a genetic engineer. They have money. She, you know, uh, Claire doesn't really work. I don't really think work, she worked she, at all. No, she's she doesn't just work. Volunteered. Yeah. She volunteers and um, she wants to build a greenhouse at their place. And so, they, you know, they, they have, um, they want to have a nanny. So that way the nanny can take care of the kids while she's off building her dream greenhouse. It's like the richest thing I've ever heard. It's real wild (laughs) having yeah like so they want to hire this nanny and we should also mention they did also have like a handyman (laughs) so yes they're not doing anything in this house themselves (laughs) like you know they got staff for everything in this house yeah so they they yeah their handyman solomon um he's just they hire him to do various things like he puts up a fence he paints the trim um they they find things for him to do and yeah because to... i think they liked having him around and he got on really well with them all and and particularly like with the daughter didn't you know it was kind yeah. of like company for her as well so they sort of invented jobs for him to do i think yeah and i can't remember the um place that he was associated with uh oh, the home that remember. he was associated with um but yeah, he he did have. Uh, they d- I I don't think in the court documents or or any records I could find about Solomon. But he had um, he was differently abled. We'll put it that mm-hmm. way. He was differently abled, and so he he really was not someone who probably could go get uh, a regular nine to five job. But definitely handyman work, no problem. And um, they loved having him there. Emma, the daughter, loved having him there as as kind of a, a playmate as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so they were having trouble finding a nanny that they liked uh, until they meet um, someone who went by Peyton Flanders. Seemingly by accident. By complete <laughs> coincidence. Yeah. She just steps out in front of a bus. <laughs> yeah. And, and there she is. <laughs> completely by accident <laughs> anyone steps in front of a bus and introduce themselves to me i'm gonna run away yeah the other thing is <laughs> um but she seems perfect in every way <laughs> um she 
loves children. She can't have children of her own. Uh, her current um, nanny position was being eliminated. I guess the family was moving. Mm-hmm. And she had heard through the nanny grapevine that um, this family was looking for, for someone to fill a nanny role. Uh, this is why um, you got to look for nannies with that, that aren't uh, gabbing a lot. You don't want those loose-lipped nannies running around. Yeah, Seriously. I don't like that. Yeah, I don't like that they're all talking about it, you know. No, you stay mm. away from that nanny grapevine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, yeah, at least that's what she says, right? Because... Yeah, well, Peyton may Peyton... not be all that she appears to be. Exactly. So I'm like, I don't. I but feel even like... if she was, even if she was, do, listen. If somebody found a job as your nanny through other nannies and gossiping to one another, uh, do you want somebody that's in that world, that world of nanny gossip? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Having, having direct entry to all of your information. No, nope. the dark underbelly of nannies. Oh. <laughs> nanny dumb. <laughs> yeah, nanny dumb. Um, so, uh, she she starts um, she starts to become their nanny. Like they love her, and uh, one of the things that got her the job is uh, Claire has oh. these earrings that Michael also, had given I, her. Oh god, they have so many rooms in this house. Sorry, I just have to say because like like it's not even that she has this like little tiny like like servants quarters like no. i've been to like houses where there's like the the little quarters you would have like the the maid or the au pair or something living in her room is so big <laughs> like it's un- i think it's under the house isn't it it's yeah. so big yeah. it's bigger than like my last flat there's a lot of questions about that basement it's a it, there's a weird it's a weird situation down there yeah for sure yeah it's i mean but this house is like it's on the bay like it's <laughs> It's insane. It's yeah. this location. Um, again, four bedrooms, four thousand square feet. I yeah. feel like there's more more than four bedrooms. I feel like maybe there's four bedrooms, but there's yeah, also yeah, yeah. other undescribed rooms. Yeah, yeah, totally. I mean, because we even have like we see the laundry room is massive. Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. if they need, they could turn that into another room. Like, yeah, that so basement crazy. has like a huge like uh, like a canning area. They've got a bunch of canned stuff. That yeah, I mean, it's yeah. the The basement is a house in itself. Yeah. Um. But yeah, they possibly so- kept werewolves in just from the looks of that door. <laughs> I'm not entirely sure what was going on there. Maybe. Yeah, th- there's some questionable things with that basement for sure. Uh, we do actually have a uh, a friend who lives in Tacoma, so I think we should send him around. Our friend uh, John. Oh yeah. We should send him around to go and have a little snoop. Yeah, You're like go go look at this place. <laughs> Tell us what it's yeah, like. This crime house. Does the Bartels <laughs> still live there? <laughs> I don't know. Um, but yeah, so they, so they hire her and the way that she got the job is Claire has these pair of earrings, like little stud diamond earrings that Michael apparently got her and one is loose and I don't, she mentions to Peyton like, oh yeah, this one earring keeps falling out. Michael's always on me to Stop fix it. Stop wearing it. it. <laughs> I, I don't know how she's supposed to fix it either. I don't know what's wrong with it. Like. I guess I don't know how. Yeah, I think it's got like a loose little butterfly bit at the back. Like, like just so get, just steal. Just I'm, get, do what I get do. Get a jeweler, steal- or just get a pair of pliers and tighten it. Yeah, or like yeah. I just always like steal the back of another earring. Like I yeah. don't. <laughs> I'm much more concerned that her husband is always after her to fix the earring. Yeah. Like, that he's so just micromanaging her earring use. <laughs> well, so... I told it, you to fix that earring. 
So as they go in the kitchen, like one of her earrings falls on the floor. And what Peyton does is she pretends that the baby had it. And Mm -hmm. she kind of makes this big deal about the baby almost swallowing it. And she, but she got it from, you know, she she got it so the baby's safe. And um, this was a complete fabrication. But of course, Claire and Michael don't know this. And so they are just so thankful for her saving their baby. I mean, as any rational couple would be um but they they give her the job on the spot yeah um without doing a background check or anything yeah this is like just mm, yeah just don't give anyone a job on the spot doesn't matter what it is unless you're giving me a job on the spot you can give me a job on the spot well i mean if the qualification is i saved your baby's life once listen babies are like so fragile like yeah Constant, constantly, possibly about to die. Like honestly, it takes any. It's not easy. Like it's, it's shocking that any babies live. Like very <laughs> fragile, very, I very mean, fragile. I, I say that about a lot of adults too. There are people True. I've met where I'm like, how did you make it out of your house by yourself oh, this yeah. morning? <laughs> yeah. So I don't think that's enough to like give somebody a job. No. Um. But Peyton begins doing strange things. And again, I think Peyton's s- favorite um, movie is Gaslight. Is it? I didn't even pick that up. <laughs> no, I think just because of the way she lives her life. Oh, well then, yes. I was going to say, I think her favorite movie is Hider in the House, except <laughs> she's not hiding. Yeah. Well, we've, we have discussed that case before, and yeah, maybe she's watched both of those documentaries and she's taken tips from them. <laughs> um, but yeah, she, she has some real schemes, uh, Peyton does. So one yeah. of the things she does, um, which I find so crazy, is... Oh, I know what you're going to say. She's able to breastfeed the baby, yeah. uh, which is... She, like, sets her alarm for, like, yeah. early in the morning before anyone's awake and sneaks upstairs and gets the baby and breastfeeds the baby so that when later on Claire, you know, is going to... is like, oh, you know, baby hasn't asked for any milk yeah. today so i'm gonna try and breastfeed him and he's not interested and then when he um you know when he's you know as this goes on when he's held by his mother he's crying but if peyton takes the baby he stops crying yeah yeah and it's is, it's, it's horrible because I mean, it's, in the documentary i really thought she was only nursing him like at this random time in the middle of the night and yeah. i was thinking that's not enough to sustain a baby all day first of mm. all and or to like make it so the baby would not recognize its mother but we we come to find out she's actually nursing the baby multiple times a day yeah um, but she's doing it in secret. And what's interesting is, uh, you know, Claire does take the baby to, you know, the, the regular doctor's appointments and um, ask the doctor about this, the change in feeding. And the doctor's like, oh, well, as long as the baby's, you know, gaining weight. And that that is what doctors say. Just mm-hmm. <laughs> as long as they're gaining weight, there's not a problem, which I'm like, well, I'm sure there are other things involved. <laughs> like, <laughs> but that that is a, a thing. Um and so, and of course, the baby's gaining weight because it is nursing, just not from her. Mm. <laughs> just in, it's real. I, to me, that's so one of the, the crazier things that Peyton does. <laughs> yeah, she's a, like, yeah, exactly. I think like the um, oh, she put. We have to say as well that when Peyton was given the job, she gave Claire this wind chime. 
Uh-huh. And that she put her... But she does all these little things, like even like the thing where Claire was going to go out for the evening with um, her husband and her best friend and her best friend's husband. And she was going to wear this like really sexy dress that makes her feel attractive, you know. Yeah. And, um, and then... Uh, Peyton like stains it with um, perfume oil on purpose, yeah. so she has to wear this dress that's like a little bit more dowdy, and she's a just like, uh, well, also, yeah, yeah, also, but she's just like chipping I, away at her, you know, it's horrible. Yeah. Also, I can't imagine that Claire only had those two dresses. No, yeah. I feel like that was a choice. <laughs> I have one nice dress, and I have one dress from the Mayberry line. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I was like, she must have some other dresses. And, I mean, she seemed to have got her figure back very quickly after giving birth. Yeah. So I don't yeah, think very that she couldn't <laughs> afford, you know, she couldn't fit into her previous dresses. But, you know. Yeah, I, um, that one is but it's all these little too. things that she does, you know, like, and then she, like, starts encouraging the daughter, Emma, to, like, keep secrets from her yeah. mum. Just little things like that. It's really insidious. And- yeah, she she does. Basically, she is trying to get in with this family and and turn everyone kind of against each other. And I, yeah. it, not that it's right, but it's like with the adults, it's like, okay, well, they're adults and they should just talk to each other. But with the kids, I think that's where it's like, oh my gosh, you know. Um, but yeah, with little Emma, she, um, she turns Emma against her mother. She creates the secret club mm. and um she threatens this child she threatens ch- <laughs> which look like, everyone wants to threaten a kid every once in a while so. oh i would have loved to have threatened that little <laughs> brat <laughs> yeah. yeah i'm i'm sorry i can't hold that against her but <laughs> yeah <laughs> um but she, yeah, so so creating the secret club where Emma uh, feels like she has this adult best friend. And so anytime her mother makes her mad or anything, which which just happens, she's a child, <laughs> mm-hmm. um, then she has this other adult encouraging that and encouraging yeah. the behavior. And she does also try to turn, um, obviously, Michael and Claire against each other. And she does this, which is interesting, because she tries initially to get Michael to turn against his wife and, and have an affair with her. Um, but Michael re- just says, no, thank you. Yeah. Um, so Not instead, she ends up making it making Claire feel like Peyton is her best friend and slowly turning her against Michael. Yeah, she makes him. She makes uh, Claire think that Michael's having an affair, mm-hmm. um, which was when we should really talk about Marlene, I guess. Yeah. So yeah. So Marlene is Claire's uh, close friend, best friend, and she met Marlene really through Michael because it's Michael's ex girlfriend, and it's and they seemingly have known each other forever. Mm-hmm. Um. And so, I, yeah, this, I, yeah, all on. this like family stuff because Michael's brother is married to Marlene. Oh, is really? that who that is? Yeah, I oh. didn't know that. Ooh. <laughs> yeah, his brother married his brother's like, like former girlfriend. Oh, so that's weird. weird. Yeah, I don't like that. Yeah, they're all like way too it's close. Too, yeah, like everybody needs to like get off of each other. It's it's gross. It's gross. Yeah, like, like your brother yeah. can't marry your ex girlfriend. That's weird. Yeah, yeah, these two, they uh, Michael and Marlene do seem very close. I mean, 
you know, as we said, you know, he's he is, you know, seemingly devoted to Claire, you know, and turns down Peyton and everything. Oh. Um, but yeah, they are weirdly close. <laughs> yeah, so they're exes, and now this big reveal that I didn't know that <laughs> this was Michael's brother is his is Marlene's husband. Yeah, but also. I, f- I mean, I guess that's her sister-in-law. That would make her sister-in-law, but they're also friends. But uh-huh. I feel like I don't know how close I would be with my husband's ex either. Like, that's just, that's also weird. It's um, my husband's ex slash my sister-in-law, a.k.a. my yeah. best friend. Weird. Yeah. Get a new well, friend. there's only like four people that live <laughs> in Seattle, so that's oh, Yeah, that's... And Marlene is a very successful real estate agent, um, you know, has money, everything. And they, so they, they all are strangely close, but they are all our friends. And uh, Marlene is really the one who finds out from a photograph. <laughs> no, from well, the wind chimes. From the wind Yeah. From a photograph of wind chimes. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Some evil um, eyes. Well, there's, so, there's been all these weird things happening, obviously, since Peyton moved in. Yeah. Because there was all these, like, weird little things that happened, you know, like we, talk, we talked about. And, and then there was also the thing with Solomon, which we should mention, because I oh. think all of this, you know, culminates, I think, like, instantly Marlene is suspicious of this woman. Yeah. Well, yeah, because it's a an attractive woman also living in that house, which is being a nanny. Um, and I'm trying to think if the Solomon thing happened before or after the birthday. I can't remember. Yeah, I don't remember. Um, um, but so, so two I things think it, I mean, I think it's because um, because Solomon, first of all, he happened to see Peyton yeah. breastfeeding the baby. And then I think this is around the time that Peyton was starting to try and plant this idea of an affair in Claire's head. Yeah, which yeah. So led it's, it's to all the birthday seems party. to overlap. Mm-hmm. Which how does how Peyton even like keeps track of all these things? I she must have like a board somewhere with all the <laughs> yeah. strings and stuff. She she has a plotting and scheming board. <laughs> yeah, where there's pins and there's yarn and string attaching things because <laughs> it's really a, a so so layered. So I layered. mean, do you need a live-in nanny if you just need a nanny because you're building a greenhouse? No, like live-in nanny is a lot. These people are too rich for their good. Give me some money. Yeah. Um. So, uh, yeah. Let's switch over to Solomon real quick, because then I want to get back to this birthday party mm-hmm. and the and things like that. That Peyton steals Michael's proposal and all this nonsense. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, I mean she, Solomon uh, again. Peyton he does was like so many things. <laughs> yes, yeah, so many. I mean Solomon again was not, I guess, suspicious of her, but like he, the first time he met her, he kind of had a had a bad feeling about her you know and he sort of you know you could he he you know was not i don't think he was suspicious of her but he just had a bad feeling and kind of avoided her and he happened to accidentally see her breastfeeding joe and peyton knows that he saw her so of course she's then got to get rid of solomon yeah and um she she said some pretty explicitly bad things to him yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Which I will not be repeating. But <laughs> no, it's awful. Um, check out the documentary if you'd like to see that. Um, but she is really terrible to him, and so she ends up planting this idea into Claire's mind um, about Solomon molesting Emma, and it's, which is the saddest. But also, I mean, 
Claire did the only thing, like, as a mother, she thought would be the right thing to do, uh, which is to start watching him a little bit more closely, maybe mm-hmm. with a different eye, um, trying to get Emma to kind of open up. And uh, But, of course, by this time, Emma's already got Secret Club with, with Peyton, which is just right. crazy. Um, and so to make sure that Claire does not trust Solomon and gets rid of him, she actually plants a pair of Emma's underwear mm. in Solomon's toolbox for so Claire to up. find. So oh, it's, uh, yeah, so it's, it's insane. Um, so even though Solomon had never done anything, of course he's right. And, you know, and again, from Claire's point of view, like, there's nothing else you can do. Like, you have to do that. Like, that's, yeah. 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 It's just, it's just insane. And, and it's sad because, like, Peyton ends up hurting so many different people. Um, during and I this. think the family like genuinely loved Solomon, you know. Oh yeah, yeah, they yeah. they definitely did. Like he was part of the family. Yeah. Um. So now going back to to Marlene and Michael. So um, Peyton has this idea to have a surprise party for Claire. Um, but she makes it a Marlene and Michael decision. <laughs> so that way yeah, she, she like, kind of... Idea, like, why don't you organize this, but don't say I had anything to do with it, or, you know... Exactly. And she made it, again, like, this whole idea of being a secret. Yeah. And then having planted this idea of Marlene and Michael having an affair in Claire's head, that when she learns that they've seen each other without her knowing, she obviously doesn't know about a secret surprise party, because that's the whole point. <laughs> Um, and she loses it, uh, but she loses it in front of everyone at the surprise party that she didn't know was happening. It's yeah, really all levels of awkward. <laughs> and it kind of ends sort of, te- you know, the, the friendship between Marlene and Claire, which mm-hmm. is really sad. Yeah. I mean, um, I, that's that's the least sad part, because that friendship needs to end. Yeah, because it's weird. <laughs> it's it's weird. Yeah, I mean, it is weird. Yeah, yeah. It's a very, very like, strange if you're a, thing. If you're in a group of with your three best friends and and they've all seen each other naked, um, mm, it's not a great no, system. No. It's not a great system. No. It's, it's <laughs> just thinking about that, like I've so you know, we have fringe festivals here and stuff like that, and and I've seen way too many people in fringe shows naked that I'm like how does anyone here date each other? Because <laughs> everyone's just seen each other naked. Like, I just, Ooh. it just feels, it seems very uncomfortable. <laughs> it's no good. It's no good. Need proper separation in life. <laughs> yes. Like, boundaries. Like, you got, like, ugh, everybody can't be involved in everything. It's terrible. Yeah. <laughs> um. What What is nice is, like, this also could have, and what Peyton was hoping for was, you know, Michael and Claire turning against each other. And really what ended up happening is they ended up talking more. Yeah. And uh, because they actually had a, a very caring, loving relationship. <laughs> um, and so they decide they're going to go on uh, vacation away from from uh peyton they're gonna Uh, take the baby away from peyton yeah and uh peyton is not happy about that and she only hears that because of the baby monitor i swear she just plants baby monitors around the house i feel like there's 50 baby monitors so many baby monitors um that she's just carrying around the other end to all the time (laughs) uh so so this is all as as you guys can can hear, listeners, this is all coming to a head. <laughs> There's too many levels of things going on. Um, 
Oh yeah, and we didn't talk about real quick. The other thing that Peyton does is like, Michael has this proposal. Now, shame on him for not having a copy of the fucking proposal. Yeah. Uh, but he has this proposal he needs to FedEx, and so Claire's gonna do it for him, and Peyton ends up stealing it out of her purse and ripping just, it to like, shreds. She puts it lightly in the top of her purse. <laughs> yeah, like, it really could have been anywhere. It could have flown out the no. fucking window of the car. <laughs> I <mean>. Seriously. <laughs> yeah, it's no good. Um... And yeah, so she ends up stealing it and then going into a, a bathroom at the greenhouse where Claire uh, volunteers and tears it to shreds, have like a complete meltdown, tears it to shreds, like goes nutso in this bathroom. How people in the greenhouse didn't hear her, I'll never know. I know. Yeah. Um, like and someone then quickly should have just walked in and been like, oh, no, yeah. <laughs> going in there. Yeah, something bad is happening in that restroom. No, thank you. I'll just, I'll I'll just hold it. <laughs> yeah, I'll go in the men's. <laughs> yeah, really. Um, so it's just all these things to try and and really kind of pit Michael and Claire against each other. But I blame that squarely on Michael. He really should have had a copy of that proposal. I it makes yeah, no sense. Yeah, ninety two. Yeah, you don't have some kind of word processor or something that you're saving. Like you're a wealthy genetic engineer. Yeah. Like ah. I yeah. mean, I thought it's, you were going to say you're a wealthy, generic white dude. Uh, well, well, that, that too. too. <laughs> I mean, he's a few weeks. I mean, he's a, he's like what, like a, a a year or two away from um like working on the Jurassic Park project. Like he's <laughs> he's got money. Yeah. Future case, future case. Yeah. So, yeah. Seriously. So um. Uh, oh, we all should. I mean, just just as a, a mention, Claire also has really bad asthma. Just putting it out there. <laughs> yep. I and also I, Claire, also has bad asthma. <laughs> do you but know I how to use an inhaler? Like, yeah. I do know how to use an inhaler. I'm like, I mean, in in this in this um the way that they did it, the way they showed it in this documentary is not very realistic. <laughs> no. You spritz it around you, your one face. Point is, cool. One point is you do have to actually breathe in the medicine <laughs> and not just spray it in your mouth and then immediately breathe it out. <laughs> that doesn't work. No, no, you or just you spray it on your forehead. No, spray on the forehead. Um. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. It's like aromatherapy. Yeah. Apply directly to the forehead. Inhaler. Yep. Apply directly to the forehead. Inhaler. Yep. Apply directly to the forehead. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. I don't know if it's a documentary or this Claire really didn't know how to use an inhaler. I mean, maybe that's why her asthma is so bad. She's not properly getting the medication she needs. Seriously. Um. So, yeah. So this is all, you know, coming to a head. So let's talk about Peyton. Let's yes. talk about the things that Marlene found out about Peyton. <laughs> so yeah, so Marlene is suspicious already of Peyton, although she's not, I think, not necessarily in regards to all the crazy crap that's been going on. She just doesn't trust this woman. Yeah. And then she was looking at photos of, well, you, you go on, you tell me. Yeah, she was looking at photos. She's a real estate agent, so she was looking at um, real estate that was uh, on you know on the market and she happened to notice a house and she's like oh man they still didn't sell this house um and she noticed in the photo of the house the same wind chimes that uh peyton had given to the family uh, mm -hmm. which is i mean they didn't I... seem like the most unique wind chimes no, I, they were Could... we've got a pair of them wind chimes in my mom and dad's god oh my god you're murderers <laughs> yeah we're of i mean i couldn't if pressed i would be hard to pain to describe two different pairs of wind chimes yeah yeah 
they go tinkle tinkle tinkle. You know, they're they're metal and annoying and yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, that's about it. So and, and the, people the house... give them to you as gifts because they don't like you that much and they want yeah. you to have something terrible. <laughs> so the house that she is looking at happens that has not been sold is the house of Dr. Victor Mott. So Marlene does some additional digging and finds yeah. out that Peyton Flanders is really dun 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 Dr. Mott's wife. <laughs> <gasps> Yeah. Um, let's talk real she quick. Just microfiche. Yeah, using them. Yep. Well, you know, nineties. I I remember using that too. Yeah. <laughs> um. So let's talk about their house just real quick because you also had their address. Yes. So this house, if you want to go on the the uh, the the tour of Tacoma um, for this documentary, this house is two five zero two thirty seventh Avenue, Washington. I do not have have a zip code for this house. However, it's but you can Seattle, find it Washington nine eight one nine nine. There we go. So I looked this house up as well. This house is also a four bedroom house, four bath. This is oh, only 3,700 square feet, so a little smaller than the, oh, the Bartel family. Um, but because it's in Seattle and not Tacoma, this house is $2.5 million currently. And in the year 2000, 700000 So definitely wow. more expensive than the uh, Bartel family. But I really think it's just because this is Seattle versus Tacoma. Yeah. It's a it's a really neat kind it's of It's still like, cheap compared to London. <laughs> Wow. Yeah. Well, very my, expensive. My old house I lived in um, with my, my landlord was a, um, it technically had one, three, four bedrooms. It did have four bedrooms. One bathroom was smaller than either of those two houses that we said, and that sold for just under a million pounds. That's pounds, not dollars, pounds. Jeez Louise. Yeah. And it's not even in central London. Yep. Yeah, and this this property actually had last sold in '97. Uh, so I I'm so I don't know if finally sold after <laughs> after all those years, or this was just a second selling of the house, but did yeah. sell in '97 for seven hundred thousand um, <laughs> dollars. I'm just thinking like that that house has just been on the market since '92. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, luckily nothing really creepy happened in the house, you know? Like, no, no, because I... happened in, the, in this other house. Yeah, and in that house, um, you know, it was... It wasn't... He, he wasn't a doctor, like, out of his home. He, he actually had an office, and that's where everything... Yeah. Everything he was doing took place. Yeah. Um, but, but he kills, kill himself in that house, though. He does kill oh, himself yeah, in the house, yeah. yeah. Yeah, which is why that house stayed on the market so long. Yeah. So, but yeah, so Marlene figures it out with her uh, real estate skills. I'm, I'm looking for Dan to just start solving crimes now. I mean, yeah, because he's, he's in real estate, but also exactly. he could also be a detective. No. Yeah, because it's, it's part of the job, I guess. Well, anybody can be a detective. Yeah. I mean, I think we've learned that much. Uh, yeah, like, that's Look true. at all the cases solved by uh, um, the diagnosis murder doctor. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah, that's true. Yeah. Yep. Amazing documentaries. Yeah, he's a hero. Yeah. Um, but Dr. Yeah, Mark so... Sloan. Dr. Mark <laughs> Sloan, one of our greatest detectives. Um, And I don't know, if, do do we ever learn what her first name was? Because I think in, in the things I looked up... I think so. Yeah, yeah, that's, I mean, that's I the other reason we just went by Peyton. Yeah. 
Um, which is it seems that's... crazy. I'm just saying that the the press and the law protected her identity, but not Claire's. Yeah, seriously. Um, so yeah, so Marlene finds out that this is Dr. Mott's wife. Um, and a little history on her. We did know that when Dr. Mott um, was seeing Claire, she was told early on, like, oh yeah, he his wife is pregnant. Again, a lot of information that just shouldn't be shared. It's nobody's business. Mm. Um, and so, yeah, Ms. Mrs. Mott Payton was um, pregnant at the time that her husband killed himself. Uh, all of it, she also found out that she was going to lose everything. Yeah. Uh, they were l- allowing her to stay in that massive home um, until she had the baby, which I'm not sure why. <laughs> yeah, I'm not either. Because, <laughs> like, then, then what is she going to do? Yeah, but they said, but she needs to look for another place to go. Um, uh, so they, you know, they said all the assets, basically all of his assets had been frozen because of all the lawsuits. Um, and he avoided his life insurance because he committed suicide, so she's not mm. getting that either. Um, and so she ends up going into preterm labor and she loses the baby in the documentary. Like I'm hoping that the documentary did not, was not factual in this sense because watching the scene of her losing that baby and how terribly that hospital handled everything. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, because guys in the documentary, like she has blood on her arms. Like what the hell was happening in this (laughs) In yeah. this hospital room. <laughs> it's just like blood everywhere. I don't know how she didn't bleed out and die. Mm. It was in, it, it was crazy. Um, she does have to go to have an emergency hysterectomy. So it's like a real terrible, terrible yeah. um, process. Um, and while she was recovering in the hospital, that's when she learns about Claire Bartell because the news reporter because they just put it on the yeah because the news reporter just told the world who she was so at that point um Mrs. Mott that's when she kind of like she blames Claire for everything bad happening in her life yeah um instead of putting the blame where it should have been which was on her husband yeah she doesn't seem to blame him at all which yeah you know, the way which, she talks about him. Yeah, which yeah, because I was gonna say if 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 we are to believe anything Peyton says, um, which you know, it's it's so hard to see what was truthful. I I like to think though that when people lie, there's there's some sort of truth in their lie, and that's how they're able mm-hmm. to kind of maintain that lie. And so she talks about him being the only person that was there for her, and. Um, again, if we're to believe what happened, like her mom died when she was very young, um, and she just had nobody in her life until her husband came along. Mm. So, you know, and, and I mean, God, the amount of money these folks have is just <laughs> oh, so much money. Yeah. <laughs> I get he's a doctor, but geez, like, it's so crazy. Guys, if you're a doctor now, you probably aren't living like that because, like, you have so many, so much school debt, student yeah. loan debt. <laughs> like, you're not living like this anymore. <laughs> Maybe one day when you're old, you can finish paying off your student loan debt. <laughs> Maybe. 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 Or not. I mean, you end up with, yeah, anyway. it's Guys, it's a joke right now. Like, it's so stupid. Yeah. Um... Um, got a future future crime uh, living in the United States of America. <laughs> <Yeah>. Bullshit. <laughs> Criminal. Yep. 
Um, but yeah, so Marlene finds out all this this out about uh, that Peyton Flanders is really Mrs. Mott. She immediately goes to tell Claire because now she's very concerned about this yeah, woman. I mean, you know. obviously she wants to warn Claire as soon as possible. But then I feel like she should go to the police or something. I don't know. Rather than go and confront her. Yeah. I know she thought Claire was there, but I'm just like, eh, you know. Yeah, but I don't... Like, you know, all the things up until this point, it's like very insidious, the things that Peyton Flanders is doing. But also it's not like she's actually killed anyone. Like, you know what I'm yeah, saying? True. Like, they're very, like, um, like gaslighting and manipulating is terrible, but it's not mm-hmm. murder. Yeah. And yeah. so I don't think that Marlene went there think... I mean, Marlene was seemingly a very tough cookie. <laughs> so yeah. I, I think Marlene went there thinking, if this bitch steps up, I'm ready. Like, you know? So... I, I just, I don't think she thought about the whole scope of what Peyton Flanders was really like. Was really capable of, yeah, I guess. Yeah. Um, so, and, and again, like, she just knows that this is this guy's wife. And so obviously she's not there for happy, healthy reasons. But also, like, she probably just doesn't understand why she's there. Like, what is she actually there to do? Mm. So I think there's just still so many outstanding questions for Marlene that, the last thing she thought about is being physically in danger. Um, But yeah, so she goes there and Peyton has set up the greenhouse that Claire has been building. Actually, she set it up to kill Claire or to harm her or whatever. Well, I think it was just whoever, but obviously Claire's most likely to go in there. Yeah. So she set it up. So the, which is like, again, like the way this Peyton Flanders thinks, I'm like, I don't think I ever would even know to do this. <laughs> uh, yeah. But she sets it up so the um the uh, the roof of the greenhouse, which is all glass, is like it it cranks open and shut. And yeah, so like she set it up. Light. Yeah, so she set it up so it's cranked open and then took the crank part like where when the door opens it it was a real mouse trap situation. Like the door opens, <laughs> yeah. it would hit the shovel, the shovel would hit the thing, the crank, and then the <laughs> it was a lot. It was a lot. <laughs> and then like the the roof, the greenhouse roof would close. I mean, this is what happened. The greenhouse roof closes, glass shatters everywhere. Like, yeah. Yeah. And and kills Marlene. <laughs> Poor Marlene. It's it's it is it is a wild death trap. Yeah, but like the bit, like the, the bit that always like stuck with me from this documentary, from watching it years ago for the first time, is just after this happened, and then Peyton just standing there coolly, like just watching and eating this apple. Yeah, it's yep. like Whoa. yeah, and so she just leaves her out there for Claire to find her. Oh, before she does that, before she knows Claire will find her. She goes around the house and empties all of Claire's asthma inhalers. I will say that part of the documentary made me laugh. Like this, I mean, we we just know that she emptied the inhalers, but they really kind of, I felt, went over the top in the documentary. Like the reenactment of her emptying the inhalers, which is just spraying them in the air. Which I was like, yeah. that's how they have the reenactment of Claire using the inhalers. I mean, what's the difference? Yes, yeah. I mean, <laughs> I mean, seeing as Claire doesn't even take the inhalers properly, he really didn't need to do this. Yeah, there's nothing yeah. the inhaler mist in the air. I think she should yeah. be fine. <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna get to her forehead no worries i just don't know like yeah it's crazy yeah um 
Yeah, just just go into it. Well, guys, there's also some ADR issues with this documentary. <laughs> so uh-huh. throughout throughout the documentary, that I'm just like, uh, I wish I would have. I mean, I know it's documentary, so they're not as as concerned as if it were like a movie or something like that. But you know, it's uh-huh. just like they could have cleaned some of that up. Um, yeah. So, um, but yeah, so she she allows Claire to find Marlene's body. So Marlene, or sorry, so Claire of course goes for the inhalers and has uh, an asthma attack instant asthma attack an instant asthma attack yeah um and at this point you know she this is i think she ends up in the hospital yeah yes. well yeah. we don't find out who found her i don't think do we the police because she calls 911 oh she does yeah and then yeah. she collapses on the on the porch yeah um and again, Peyton's the whole time trying to seduce Michael, and he's like, you know, what the fuck? <laughs> it's just, she really just doesn't let go. <laughs> yeah. But also at this point, I, you know, she was so close to being found out. I think she's also trying to step up like, okay, I need she, she, I need Claire out of the picture for good. Mm. Um, so Claire uh, eventually also uncovers the truth about Peyton. Yeah, and- she follow- well, she realizes that the day that Marlene died, she had sent um, Claire a, 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 a message or written her a note or something saying that, I, you know, I need to speak to you. It's urgent. And then yeah. obviously, and then she died. So she wonders what that was about. So she looks into what Marlene was working on before she died. And then what she house finds, was she selling? What house was she selling? <laughs> and then she sees this name, Mott, and is like, oh, and then goes to the house to have a little snoop. And then notices that the, um, that's when she realizes that Mrs. Mott was pregnant. Yeah. Um, and she notices that um, the nursery in the Mott house is decorated the exact same way that Peyton has decorated her nursery. Which, which is... is creepy. Yeah. Yeah. But now, also the most basic nursery. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Now, I, 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 we were a little confused uh, watching this last night of like why they let her just like go into her office and snoop around. Yeah. I mean, now, do you think you only get that privilege if it's like your best friend that's passed away that's also your sister-in-law that's also your husband's ex-girlfriend do you have to have the triple crown to be able to snoop around somebody's office after they die (laughs) yeah that's it okay well because okay so so then brad to answer that question i guess i can't go snoop around your office when you're sorry okay you we don't we don't have that 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 empty desk yeah (laughs) that very empty desk i I actually have snooped around tammy's office well that's true i that's but and i'm not even dead your candy stash (laughs) so you know um, yeah, so Claire goes ahead and she's, um, she wants to go ahead and, and confront Peyton, obviously. And she goes home. She even, she also, you know, because Peyton has just been, like, trying with Michael, the like, the whole movie. <laughs> the, yeah, the whole documentary. Yeah, just trying to make family. It's like, oh. Yeah, and it's just, and so Claire does also question Michael and Peyton, but he's like, no. <laughs> And so he actually is going to click kick uh, Peyton out as well. I, I think it's do not confront the like the evil crazy woman. Like uh-huh. I, this is like yeah. you, you have you have a gun ready. You call the cops like before you say a peep. Yeah, this is it. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's already too too late at this point. Like and you suspect she killed your friend. Come on. Yeah. Slash yeah, sister-in-law she, slash uh, husband's slash ex-girlfriend. Bestie, yeah, because Claire, Claire yeah. even tells Michael, like, at one point to to call the police. But it's like, it's already too late. You've already, like, <laughs> you've, you've let Peyton know 
that you know. <laughs> like, this is, yeah. Yeah. Um, and Michael tells Claire to get Emma and Joey, and they're just going to stay at a hotel for a couple of days. But of course, we've got all, every freaking baby monitor in the house everywhere. So Peyton knows what's happening. Um, and, you know, at one point, Peyton even sets, like, the radio station down in the basement to go off. And so Michael heads down there, and Peyton attacks him down there and knocks him out. Breaks both his legs or something, doesn't she? Well, she should, yeah, she hits him with a shovel and knocks him down the stairs. So the stair, the fall down the stairs, I think, is what breaks his legs. But still, I mean, that's her fault, I guess, because she hit him in the head. Yeah. Um, well, unless you're talking about those uh, folks that do the fasting, because <laughs> anyone they they'll say that it's not their fault that you fasted for sixty days on nothing but water, um, because anyone can fall. True, that's true. <laughs> so, <laughs> so in this case, look, yeah, she hit him on the head, but anyone can did, fall. I after didn't. Do we see him eating a sandwich at any point in this documentary? Yeah. Nope. <laughs> uh, <laughs> we saw him singing way too much Gilbert and Sullivan. Yeah, yeah, that is sure. true. Um, Peyton tries to take Emma and Joey, uh, but after Emma, little Emma sees what's happening, she actually takes little Joey herself and runs out of the nursery with him. Yeah, she's a savvy little kid. Yeah, she's, she's great. (laughs) Jeffo. Yeah. Yeah, the little reenactor that they got for Emma, um, was, was really, a a good child reenactor. Um, so... You know, and Peyton's looking for everywhere in this house for those two kids. But this house is so big. Like, <laughs> how are you supposed to find yeah. anybody? What wing of the house are they on? That's Could be in any of the house. twelve bedrooms. <laughs> yeah. Um. And and Emma's so smart, and she's kind of like using those uh the baby monitors to her benefit. Like, you know, she's got them placed around the house and kind of throwing her throwing Peyton off her game. Um, now we do know that Solomon ended up coming by and he's what's helping the kids, uh, Emma and and escape with Joey. Um, and he actually comes up against Peyton because, you know, she comes in and, um, he's, I have no doubt that Peyton's plan plan was to kill Solomon. (laughs) Oh yeah. Um, but Claire is able to come in. There is a, a, a fight. Well, she Peyton tries to kill Claire, obviously, um, and Claire pretends to have a, an asthma attack, which is which, a good idea. Yeah, it is a good idea. Yeah. Um, and Peyton even like mocks her while she's having this faux asthma attack, which is oh, just yeah. wild. Um, so when you know when Peyton turns around, Claire gets back up from her fake asthma attack and pushes Claire, or sorry, pushes uh, Peyton out the window. Where she lands on the fence and is impaled. That's Solomon Bill. <laughs> yep. Um, yeah, it's it's so crazy. Yeah. It's a crazy end to this case. Definitely. Yeah, yeah. So, um, so, so, yeah, we are going to obviously have a trial, but but just so everyone knows, you know, P- Peyton, aka Mrs. Mott, she is dead. So, like, you don't have to have nightmares of this woman coming after you. Even though I have, you know, nightmares of people who are dead. <laughs> so, I don't know. <laughs> but you guys don't have to. Yeah, but you guys don't have to. There's there's no harm. She's she's not going to try and steal your baby. So, uh, but yeah, that is that is a the wild case of Peyton Flanders aka Mrs. Motts. Oof, brutal. Oh, yeah. 
It is a, a crazy case. It, it really is. I mean, there's just so much, like, between the, um, like, what her husband, you know, what her husband did, obviously. And I've definitely heard of various cases of women trying, attempting to, or stealing other people's children. Mm -hmm. Um, this is like next level. I think the gaslighting and manipulation (laughs) aspect and that it was building, building up over time, um, is what made this a case that we wanted to cover. Yeah. Yeah. So just so, yeah, she's just so creepy and manipulative and yeah. Yeah. Very much so. Uh, so yeah, the, I think the thing that I find really creepy about her and they capture this one in the documentary is whatever she sees, like she happens to see like Marlene's purse sitting there open and everything she sees is like an opportunity to further her in her revenge. Yeah. Because it's like, well, Marlene's purse, I'm going to take the light because that would be, you know, that'd be useful. And oh, look, this is here. This earring's here. I'm going to use that. And, you know. Very resourceful. Yeah. I'll say that. Yeah. Very resourceful. <laughs> um, yeah, because I like the overall plan of it like i i still look at this case and i'm just like i don't quite i mean the end game was she wanted claire gone or dead or or whatever because she places the blame on her for everything that's happened in in her own life um terribly but like the way she goes about it i'm like how do you even I mean, I guess I'm not like crazy, so I guess that's why I'm not. I I can't understand <laughs> why she would do all that that way. But um, yeah, really intense. Um, we don't know after all this what happened to the Bartels. Uh, they really have stayed out of the public spotlight for good reason, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. After poor Claire was just like all her shit was told on the news the first go around with the with. Dr. Mott, I think she yeah. definitely was like, okay, let's, you know, I'm not here to share my story. <laughs> yeah. I think they would like be very untrusting of the press after yeah. the experience. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and the documentary that all of us watched was The Hand That Rocks the Cradle. Yes. I mean, yeah, that's, that's the only one about this case, as far as I know. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that, that comes from the, um, at some point, Marlene actually tells Claire that, you know, the hand that rocks the cradle rules the world, mm-hmm. which is, um, I believe, taken from a poem is where that comes from, where yeah, that phrase comes from. from. Yeah. Um, so that that's why they named that documentary, uh, The Hand That Rocks the Cradle. All right. Um, gosh. Anything else before we go on to the next part of this? <laughs> no, there was a lot to go through. There was just, so, just much. so much crazy stuff she does. Yeah. Like, so, like I said, I mean, I know we joked about her having, like, this board of, of things, but it's like, I don't know how she kept track of everything. Yeah. She's living under their roof. Yeah. All right. So, uh, Brad, do you want to go ahead and tell us about our our next segment here? Yeah, Brad, what is, what is it called again? Uh, this is judge, judge, jury, and executioner. Um, so Brad, I have a question. Oh God, <laughs> why is it called her judge, her jury, Tammy, and executioner? Tammy, oh. Let her talk. Okay. Why is it called judge, judge jury, and executioner again? Oh, Claire. <laughs> well, you wanted to hear her out. I, I just assumed. I assumed she took notes. I, uh. I thought I did take notes, but I lost them somewhere. Jeez. Oh, 
Yeah, maybe like that evil nanny that's been staying with us stole them out of my bag. Oh, Claire. Oh, <laughs> also, if you already know she's an evil nanny, get her out. <laughs> well, I thought that would be rude. Evil nannies are people too. Yeah, <laughs> I don't want to be rude and ask her to leave. Uh, this is judge, judge jury, jury, and executioner. No, we do not have a jury. Uh, we no. don't want riffraff on our podcast. So uh, if that's what you're looking for, I don't know. Find some this other. This isn't podcast. the right show for you. Get no. out of here. We we you want to listen to a podcast where some random people come and then make decisions? No, that's terrible. How could that be a consistent podcast? Awful, terrible. Get out of here. Um, and we will not have an executioner because the death penalty is morally wrong. What's wrong with you, you sick fuck? <laughs> yeah. Stop it. We don't want we don't want you listening. Get yeah, out of here. It's true. That's true. Well, and, it, and in this case specifically, the the <laughs> the person on trial's already dead, so Yeah. That'd be just a yeah, waste. Why do you want to double kill them? Hmm? You, What's that about? What do you you want to go back in time and kill them as a baby, you weirdo? Oh, that's so weird. <laughs> you're one of those people like, oh let's go back in time and kill them as a baby. No, you can't go back in time and kill babies. Oh, yeah. Stop trying to murder all. babies. Fucked up monster. Yeah, why do you hate babies so much? Yeah, why do you why do you hate babies but love riffraff? Like, yeah. Oh yeah. Figure it out, guys. You're on the wrong side of everything. <sighs> uh, but we will have a prosecution, a defense, and a judge to Ooh. rule over this case. Okay. Okay. I like it. I like it. All right. I hope so, because you're the judge, Claire. <laughs> yeah, I am. Yay, yeah, I am. So, so yeah, this week um, for judges, Claire. Brad is prosecuting, and I am defending in the case of the podcast versus Peyton Flanders. I mean, you know, hero of the people. <sighs> we'll see. We'll see how this goes. <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh, well, yeah, I'm just putting on my judge's robes. Uh, I'm going to hit my gavel. Oh my gosh, were you like naked before? <laughs> I, I yeah. didn't look over. I was, <laughs> I was podcasting commando and now I'm wearing my, my judge's robes and okay. my wig. All right. But nothing underneath. Whoa. It's that kind of saucy court, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> That's right. Uh, yeah, so I am uh, I'm the judge and I would like to very much hear from the prosecution first. Please, prosecution Brad. All right, um, guys. I listen. There is a lot of a lot of crimes committed here. A lot of crimes. Um, I I'm sure there's probably a lot of crimes that, that I'm not going to be uh, uh, charging just because I don't want to take up all the court's time. Uh, trying to be respectful, respectful of our 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 great judge. Um, and the value of her time during this uh, very wild time. Uh, <coughs> Kiss up. <coughs> Sorry. Oh, God. <sighs> I didn't hear that. Sorry. So. Yeah, I'm sorry. So, uh, yes. my throat. Also, bless you. Uh, Mrs. Mott, uh, also known as Peyton Flanders, uh, committed a wild, wild series of crimes. Um, and I'm gonna try. I'm gonna try to go through these. Uh, obviously, with the greatest crime last, just so we can go through these really quickly. Uh, first, uh, of course, threatening a child. Uh, this, of course, happened on in the schoolyard. Uh, also, I like. I mean, we're putting a lot of kids at risk throughout this, but I feel like going to a like wandering into a school and threatening a child. We cannot allow that. Can't have people just wandering into schools threatening children. It's not okay. Get off that school playground. 
Um, also, uh, the attempted murder of Claire Bartel. Uh, she mm-hmm. tried to kill her in, in the greenhouse, um, and then she tried to kill her again in the uh, attic when she was trying to snatch that baby. So, uh, definitely some attempted murders. Uh, there I can was... actually think of three attempted murders, but I won't help yeah, you. To yeah, no, I, listen, I'm trying to keep this as narrow as possible. <laughs> um, I'm also uh, charging her with the assault of Solomon, uh, as well as uh, Mr. Bartel. Um, mm-hmm. that those are assault charges and the murder of uh, Marlene and of course the most important charge that I I mean absolute most criminal criminal offense of course is the food contamination from the <laughs> putting the floor ice back in the freezer that is a gross and horrific crime uh, very similar to crimes we discussed uh, with Edward Scissorhands uh, she was there was ice that fell on the floor she's putting it back into the bucket to go into the refrigerator it's disgusting in fact I think she might have been a little bit more successful in her scheme to steal uh, uh, Michael away from his wife if he hadn't come downstairs and seen her putting floor ice back into his <laughs> freezer like a monster we have we cannot allow this I know the woman's already dead but we cannot we cannot create a precedence where people can get away with putting floor ice in the freezer okay so i just want to confirm that you the charges are threatening a child attempted murder of uh of claire twice uh the assault of solomon the assault of michael the murder of marlene and food contamination yes yes okay i've got a lot of work okay i mean food Uh, contamination of course being the largest charge Okay, uh, defense, uh, please uh, make your opening statement. And I, I want to make sure, too, floor ice in the freezer, not fluoride in their toothpaste, right? Oh, Two correct, correct. Things. Okay, correct. Flor- fluoride good, fluoride <laughs> bad. That's honestly, we should put that on a t-shirt. That's a good thing for people to just remember. <laughs> fluoride good, fluoride bad. <laughs> if you ever buy toothpaste and it says fluoride on the oh, back instead no, of fluoride... No. No, Ugh. throw that out. This yeah. toothpaste is made with the finest floor ice. <laughs> yep. I'm sure uh, I've, yeah. I've said this before, maybe not on this podcast, maybe on one of our other others, but my grandfather, <laughs> but any anything to do with ice and, and people mishearing things reminds me of when my grandfather was excited about snow and he, in Spanish, all of it's called yellow. And he was yelling, look, yellow, yellow. And my dad thought he meant that the snow was yellow and thought my grandfather was touching peed on snow (laughs) and freaked out on my grandfather. (laughs) He was just having the time of his life with snow. (laughs) But my dad misunderstood. And uh, that happened when I was like eight or nine. And I still remember it to this day. It was <laughs> such a miscommunication and so hilarious. That's great. But we weren't worried about actual peed on snow, whereas here we are talking about floor ice. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> all right. Oh, boy. Okay. So let's start with threatening the child. Uh, we, I will talk to the idea of wandering into a school. Um, this was in 92. Uh, so this was definitely before um, as many school shootings as we have now, which seem to be all the fucking time anymore. Um, and so at this point in time, it was perfectly legal for people to just enter school property. 
So I will put it out there. This was not an illegal act to enter the school. Um, should people have? No, but we're not talking about should they, shouldn't they? This is mm-hmm. this is the law we're talking about. And it was not illegal for her to wander onto school property, especially when she was um, the nanny of one of the children at the school. So uh, she probably was even on the consent for the school that she was allowed to pick Emma up. Um, she took Emma everywhere. Uh, that was really on Claire and Michael at that point to allow all that, but... Uh, That's not illegal for her to do that. Um, Threatening the child, I will say somebody had to threaten that fucking kid. That was a monster child. That's what (laughs) I'm going to say. That was a monster child. I completely stand behind her threatening that child. That child was bullying every other child. Uh, Claire had tried to, to step in by going to the proper authorities, which was the school. The school did absolutely nothing. Um, when um, she went in and threatened that child, that child was still bullying other children when she stepped in. Um, We did see that seemingly it stopped that child from bullying. The other kids uh, felt they they were giggling. They were so happy that this monster (laughs) kid fucking got stopped. Uh, So I don't think it's a crime at all. I think somebody needed to step the fuck in. And if it wasn't her... joy to a lot of children's lives, you might say. Yeah, I think think she actually saved a lot of children that day. Um, That kid was a monster child. So I I don't even know how that is a crime on this list. Now, I know that's the lowest crime you have, Brad. You started from the least Mm -hmm. to the most. Mm -hmm. But that's... I, I'm sorry, that that really needs to be just thrown out. Um, No, absolute nonsense. I'm just saying, not illegal to wander into the school, and also, that child had to be stopped. Emma, great kid. This child, monster child. Alright, so uh, the next uh, the next thing here is attempted murder of Claire in the greenhouse. Um, and which which attack was this, Brad? What was the other attack? It's greenhouse um, and in the attic. Yeah, in the attic. Okay, in the you attic. You know, both the times she tried to kill- both of two times that she tried to kill someone, of many- um, of many. <laughs> uh, so in the greenhouse, I say that um, who she ended up. Uh, we'll talk about the murder of Marlene shortly here, but we know that she did set up the greenhouse to be harmful. I'll say that. We don't know if she set it up to kill somebody or not. They definitely would be harmed. But to say that it was attempted murder, and specifically on Claire, I think that that is making a lot of assumptions. Um, a lot objection. of assumptions. <laughs> You're objecting to me for objecting to allow, your objection. I will allow defense to continue. Thank you. Thank you, Judge. I am very bemused by what defense is saying, but I, <laughs> I will allow defense to continue. <laughs> I just think that, uh, you know, we have to go with, uh, was there any doubt? She definitely set it up to be harmful, but murder, I don't know if she set it up to, you know, we don't know what was in the mind of, and we'll never know what was in the mind, because I would love to know what was in the mind of Peyton Flanders. Um, But murder, she hadn't attempted to murder anyone up until that point, so I think that that's just you know, a stretch to say murder. Um, and also she set it up and we'll talk about Marlene later. <laughs> but, um, but Claire, you know, we don't know if, if Claire would have been in there. I mean, it could have been anyone who had walked in that greenhouse could have been harmed. Um, so I, I feel like since it's so specific that it's attempted murder against Claire, 
I don't know if we could say that. I feel like we can't say that it's directly against Claire. The other thing then is why didn't she ask Claire? Why didn't she ask Claire if she, um, if she was going out to the greenhouse before she left that morning? Well, she just wanted to know. She wants to know Claire's whereabouts. She did want to know about Claire's whereabouts at every turn. I mean, that's After how she we get- set up the murder greenhouse. Well, maybe she was having second thoughts. Maybe she wanted to make sure Claire didn't go in the greenhouse. Prosecution, you can ask questions when defense is finished. Thank you. Uh, the other one was um, in the attic, and this was when Claire pretended to have the asthma attack. Yes? No? Maybe? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, thank you. <laughs> she was trying to murder her. The there was a lot that happened in this documentary. I'm just trying to mentally oh, keep everything cool. straight. Yeah, I know. She's, Sorry, a, she's a wild criminal, and there's a lot of charges against her, so I understand. <laughs> there's there's a lot of charges here, but there's, there's also just a lot of things that happened in that documentary, and I'm just trying to remember which part <laughs> I'm they, talking about. What are things about. that aren't being charged that probably should be, <laughs> but we've only got so much time. Um. So, okay, in the attic... Uh, Attempted murder. I mean, Claire faked having an asthma attack, so I don't think Peyton thought she was doing anything. She just thought that uh, Claire was going to have an asthma attack and die on her own. So I don't know how that's being charged against Peyton. That's oh, uh, how about that shovel? <laughs> well, you know, shovels are used in multiple ways. They have a lot of they're multi-purpose <laughs> tool. So sometimes you've gotta defend yourself. Uh-huh. Um, and if someone's trying to take the babies that you think are yours, then you've got to defend yourself. And that's what happened here. Um, so the other one was mm. <laughs> the assault of Solomon with the and shovel, Michael with, with the shovel. The, yeah, with the shovel again. <laughs> the shovel. I feel like the shovel should be on trial here and not Peyton, is what I'm saying. <laughs> we did reach out to see if we could get a statement from the shovel, but the shovel was not available. Uh, yeah, uh, living underground. In trying I'm to, sorry. Trying to avoid avoid these charges. Mm. That's what that shovel's out there doing right now. That shovel is should be on trial for sure. <laughs> I object. Um, I object to uh, demeaning the good name of the shovel. No. Well, I will say. I mean, I don't usually bring these kind of things up in in it, as I don't think it's relevant, but I will bring this up. Is that the shovel is actually unable to appear because um, because of the intense PTSD that it's currently receiving mm. um, therapy for. And um, we felt like it wasn't fair on the shovel to to put it through mm. uh, more uh, its experiences again. That's mm. not the statement my my uh, legal team had gotten, but that's fine. And that's can fine. I point I'm out the judge? And I'm always right. <laughs> can I point out that that shovel uh, dutifully uh, dug a hole for them to replant the same birdhouse that they would then take down what every year as well? What was that about? <laughs> Please explain. <laughs> that yeah, to I don't. Me. Ex- I don't understand that. <laughs> Uh, it's rich people with time. That's, that's what that yeah, is. Yeah, they've got too much time and too much money, and they've got a handyman to do it for them. Oh, so... So when they I, say they're, they're you know, digging it up and reburying it every year, they're not. It's their handyman. Yeah, they just have a different handyman every year mm-hmm. to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so again, Peyton felt like she was backed into a corner. She um, really... Her her plans were going awry. I, I, don't, I don't feel that the assault of Solomon and, and Michael was uh her original intent i think that uh she felt like this was self-defense i wish she could speak for herself but that's Solomon what i feel was like holding a baby what kind of her, self-defense the, well you know i've thought about bringing in the insanity plea because she really thought that that was her baby uh which tammy if if <laughs> i was holding your baby would you beat me with a shovel whilst holding your baby 
well, if I thought you were going to do something untoward with that baby and I needed that baby back, I would I would think that I have like superhuman strength and like I could beat you with the shovel and grab the baby at the same time. Please could defense move to point four, the murder yep. of Marlene. Okay. Murder Thank of you. Marlene, um, you know, she did end up killing Marlene, but um, I would like to know, was it what degree murder? Because that was not the intent, was to kill Marlene. Um, it absolutely was the intent to kill Marlene. Oh, I thought you said that that greenhouse was set up for Claire. So was it set up for Claire or Marlene? It was set up I'm for very Claire. Confused. And then when Marlene <sighs> caught her, uh, she she told her to go to the murdered greenhouse so that she would, could kill her. And then she watched and coldly ate an apple while she was being murdered. So she murdered Marlene with that greenhouse. But Claire, she asked if she was going in there and didn't have Claire go in there. She was trying to get Claire to go in there. Absolutely. So she didn't want Claire dead in that greenhouse then. Yes, she did. But she... Uh, I I think that this is... Uh, this doesn't make any sense. She either had it for Claire or she had it for Marlene. I don't no, think I would, she didn't have it both I would ways. ask um, prosecution, which degree uh, of murder are you uh, bringing charges for? Um, For Marlene. I'm going first degree murder. Okay. Yeah, see, and if you're saying that she initially set that up for Claire, then that can't be first-degree murder because she her intent was not for to have it set up for Marlene, which she would have had to have their intent there for uh, first-degree. No, no, it was at, no the intent. So she set up the murder greenhouse <laughs> to kill Claire, the harm greenhouse, sure, and to harm Claire. <laughs> she set up the greenhouse to kill Claire. Uh, Claire her, sure. did not go into the greenhouse. So, she knows eventually Claire's going to go into the greenhouse, so she's just going to have to wait. She'll kill her a little bit later than planned. So, then when Marlene comes in to expose her, what does she do? She directs her to the greenhouse because so she knows she has a murder. So, that was not her original intent, there. though. Yeah, or no, her original intent was to kill Claire. But so, when another... Okay, so not first-degree murder, then. Got How it. would it not Thank be first-degree murder? So... <laughs> Because first degree okay, murder so means... Okay, so I've noted first degree murder. It is premeditated. It is planned. She knows what she's doing. It was pre... If you're saying it was premeditated and planned for Claire, she just happened to use it for Marlene. That is not premeditated against Marlene. Um, when you know you have a murder device and you direct <laughs> someone to the murder device, yes, that is a premeditated murder. They don't count it even if someone... You, oh, well... Let's not talk about guns, but (laughs) they don't count. They don't count that as, I mean, and that's a murder device, but they don't count that as premeditated either. Um, She she built a murder device. She directed her to the murder device. No, that's absolutely first degree murder. No, that is not first. Well, we'll let the judge decide what what it is, but I don't feel like that's first degree murder, especially if you are also trying to use this against Claire. I feel like it's got to be one or the other. Um, No, it clearly does not. (laughs) <laughs> okay, in the regards to food contamination, yep. Mm. Okay. What are your thoughts? What are your thoughts about fluoride uh, defense? No, I I feel like uh, this charge, uh, uh, you have to commit. <laughs> You have to say that she's guilty of floor ice because we all saw that. That was very clear. She picked up ice off the fucking floor and went to put it back in the freezer. And she did. She actually did put it back in the freezer. And this family ate contaminated floor ice. Mm. What the fuck? Are you, yeah, I mean, uh, judge, spoilers, like, there's no way around yeah, that. That's, she's guilty of contaminating like, floor ice. That is... Clearly. Uh, that is insane. We t- we've talked a lot about different insane things that Peyton has done, but that is the craziest. <laughs> <laughs> and the fact that Michael, I mean, 
I'm gonna put a little bit of blame on- I know he's not in trial, so I'm not, like, actually blaming Michael. But also, he saw that and didn't do anything. So- I I maintain that hell? that's that's why he never like her her uh, attempts to seduce him never worked because <laughs> <laughs> yeah. he knew. All right. Okay. Well, I will say there has been quite a bit of back and forth going on. Yeah, yeah. We've already um, went back and forth, a lot. which is fine. I don't mind. It's been very entertaining. I have been writing notes. Um, but I will say, in regards to the first um, few charges. Um, uh, prosecution, do you have anything to say to defense? Yes. Um, on, on the on the idea that this child deserved to be threatened and that it was perfectly fine for her to uh, I definitely would have threatened that fucking child. <laughs> Just so uh, everyone's clear where I stand. I definitely <laughs> would have threatened that child. Listen, you can't you can't go around threatening kids. It's crazy Watch and weird. Me. <laughs> can't do it. Can't go threatening kids. You can't like wander into a school and threaten a random child. I mean, I can't wander into a school now, but I definitely will wander onto a playground and threaten a kid. Is the reason you just can't wander me. into a school now because you threatened a random child? Hmm. Well, no, no, it's just because laws are in place now where <laughs> I can't wander. I would definitely threaten a child. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. I mean, uh, please, please carry on, prosecution. Yeah. yeah. Also, like, wh- like, like, this kid's just gonna stop being a bully because it got bullied once. Like, like, people pretend that's how it works. That doesn't. Ha- that's how it works. Like, the kid becomes more of an asshole because they're embarrassed, and then they gotta prove themselves. The, the kid's gonna be worse now. So, no. Like, let people like. Like qualified people like intervene properly, and if they aren't, I then you got to get higher powers involved. You can't just send a crazy person uh, randomly wandering into a school to threaten a kid. It's yeah, weird. And, and let's be clear, we did have the child Emma actually setting this up. So I mean, I I can't blame her, but the Claire seemingly did nothing after the school did nothing. <laughs> so. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, okay. but uh, don't, don't wander. You can't wander into places and threaten kids. I don't care if it's 1992. No, no. I just won't tell you when I do it. That's fine. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm making notes right now. Uh, so I think we have, have, we have a to judge. Look at my wig. We have to rule okay. against this uh, just because we need to set a precedent that this is not allowed. <laughs> Otherwise, Tammy's going to start wandering onto playgrounds to threaten children. And that I will can't decide be that. Shortly. <laughs> Ooh, it's no uh, good. Well, I think it is time for you two to do a closing statement because you have had a lot of back and forth, and I think I'm pretty much decided, but you can make a closing <laughs> statement and try and convince me anyway. <laughs> Alright. Uh, prosecution. Uh, yes. Uh, this woman is an absolute criminal. Uh, she put floor rice in the freezer. That is inexcusable. Uh, this was absolutely a first degree murder of Marlene, by the way. An intentional murder that is willful and premeditated with malice aforethought. Like, it's absolutely. Like, she built a murder device and knowingly, willingly sent someone there. She could have, like, done anything else, but she sent them to her murder device. The fact she built the murder device for somebody else doesn't stop this from being a premeditated murder. She, She built something. She knew it was there. She could have done anything. She could have tied her up. Uh, instead, she's like, all right, I'm gonna send you to my murder device. And she was murdered. So yeah, yeah, absolutely. 
first degree murder. This is not okay. a case where, oh, it's a crime of passion. This is not, this is not something that just happened happenstance. She had a murder machine and she sent somebody to it. That murder machine was ready. She tried to get Claire to go to the murder machine first thing in the morning. Claire was like, no, I gotta run some errands. She's like, okay, well, I guess I'll wait. I'll get to, I'll get to use my murder machine later. It's cool. Um, but somebody else came along first and so she used her murder machine. Yeah, that's a premeditated murder. <laughs> that's a crime. Can't be allowed. Assaults. Um, yeah, she was beating people with a shovel. She broke, uh, like, uh, Michael's legs were broken because she beat him with a shovel and they fell. Like Anyone can fall. Anyone can fall. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, defense? Uh, yeah, I mean, at, at the time, it is it was not illegal. It is now. It is not illegal to wander into a school. It really should have been illegal, but it was not. Um, so her going and wandering into a school, that's not a crime. And she threatened a kid, but she didn't actually physically harm this child. Uh, you know, she didn't actually do anything to this kid other than tell him- Words, to- words can hurt, Tammy. <laughs> words can hurt. <laughs> Six well, that sounds like a personal problem. <laughs> I don't know if that's a legal problem. Uh, the other things, um, as far as the attempted murder and the murder of Marlene, you know, I, I just feel like you can't have it both ways. Uh, this greenhouse setup uh, for harm. There's uh, no basis to know for a fact she knew that it was going to murder somebody. Maybe just seriously maim or injure them. I can say that. Why would you send Marlene there if it wasn't going to kill her? No clue. She didn't even know if it was uh, going to kill Claire. Prosecution, you have She's... had your closing statement. Thank yeah, you also, very much. she didn't She didn't know for... I mean, in, as far as we know, there's no history of her creating a murder greenhouse before. So how would she have known that it would kill anybody or just seriously harm them? Or scare, you know, harm them enough to be scared of her. Uh, We don't know. She didn't know. And the intent was either for Claire or for Marlene. And I don't know how you're trying to use it for both of them. That just, it it boggles my mind. Really does. Um, And as far as the assault of Solomon and Michael, I'm not blaming her for his legs being broken. Yes, she uh, pushed him with the shovel, but, you know, if you fall down the stairs, some people's legs get broken, sometimes they don't. Again, that's not the uh, intent there. There was no premeditation there either. She felt like she was backed into a corner, um, so she did what she had to do. Um, we all agree on the food contam- contamination floor ice. Like, there's, there's no excuse for that. And also, Michael, come on. You let your family have floor ice. Like, what is wrong with you? <laughs> okay, um, I've got a lot to think about. I Actually, I don't, because I've kind of made up my mind already. But I'm going to go <laughs> and uh, into my judges' chambers and just uh, go and have a cup of tea. So feel free to talk amongst yourselves. You know, uh, I do... Hello, I'm the, uh, I'm the court uh, journalist. Uh, well, how do you guys think you did? Um, feel pretty good, feel pretty good. Glad, I'm glad we're taking a strong stance against floor ice today. Yeah, yeah. yeah I mean, absolutely. I think I think it's something we all have to agree on. Floor ice, bad. Fluoride, Ugh. good. I mean, it's just the way it has to be. Oh. I mean, I was listening from the uh, the press bench, and I I absolutely agree as well. I, and if you make those t-shirts, I will be buying one. Yeah, I think we all will. Okay. Oh, 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 I think the judge is coming back. Okay. Oh. Hello, I'm back now. Oh, it's me, the judge. Judge, I, I had another idea. Could we make um, face masks instead of shirts that say fluoride bad, fluoride good? Well, uh, 
as well as being a judge, I actually have a run a very popular Etsy shop. Okay. Um, so I oh. think we should absolutely do this, and um, I I will absolutely get in touch with the both of you um, after this case, and we can Perfect. go for drinks and discuss this. Nice. nice. Yeah. Awesome. Okay. Um, you know, I'm a friendly judge. Socially okay, distanced so, drinks, obviously. Socially obviously. distanced drinks, yes, obviously. I mean, I think that will be possible because you are in Florida and I'm exactly. in London. Exactly. So, <laughs> so very socially right. distanced. Yes, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, okay, well, I have come to a decision. Um, and my decision uh, on each of these, I will go through them. So, of course, Peyton, guilty as anything on food contamination. You cannot throw ice on the floor and then put it back in the fridge. Yeah. For that, I'm sentencing her three life sentences. You cannot do that. It is. Oh, she would love to be alive again to have a life sentence. It is. Yeah. Well, exactly. (laughs) Um, So uh, I, I cannot. It's one of the most horrific things I've seen in my court to this date. So for that, guilty as charged. Okay. In uh, for the charge of threatening a child, I find the defendant not guilty. Yes, that child was a little shit and absolutely deserved to be threatened. (laughs) And I would threaten that child as well if it was bullying. I don't have a child of my own, but if that child was bullying my nephew, I would totally go and threaten that child. Not guilty. Uh, However, on the count of the attempted, uh, actually, let's go to the assault of Solomon and Michael. I do think that these these happened because Peyton was feeling threatened, um, but I don't believe it was self-defense because there wasn't actually an attack against her. But I believe she was feeling threatened and fight or flight kicked in and she fought and she did cause harm to these people. So with that, with both charges, I find her guilty. Uh, with the attempted murder of um, of Claire, two attempted murders in the attic and um, with the greenhouse. I, I was forgetting very surprised about the attic. Pros- <laughs> I was very surprised, prosecution, that you didn't bring up the other attempted murder, which is that she emptied all of her asthma inhalers. Well, that's part of the greenhouse also- situation. Well, also, but she was she trying to kill Claire with the glass from the greenhouse, or was she just trying to kill Claire with an asthma attack? Yeah, she's a she's like trying to kill people all over the place. She's a so, crazy murderer. I don't know. I also don't know if I agree with the defense when she said that in the attic. Oh well, Claire was having an asthma attack <laughs> anyway, so she was just trying to finish her off. Yeah. You no. know, um, like it was an act of mercy. I'm not sure I agree with that. I'm worried about you, defense. So I'm going to find her guilty. As many friends uh, as I have that have asthma, I'm so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I do well, not think it was asthma and I took it very personally. <laughs> uh, and with the charge of murder of Marlene, I do agree with the prosecution that it was attempted murder of uh, with the same weapon of Marlene and of Claire. If you were to have a, a gun and you planned to use that gun and it was premeditated to shoot two completely different people, it's still first degree murder. So I find her Guilty on everything apart from threatening the monster child because he was a monster child. Guilty, 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 guilty. Well, I'm glad because that means I can go threaten children now. Thank oh, you. <laughs> I give you permission. So, that was that was the charge I was most concerned about. So thank you. <laughs> Congratulations, guys. How do you feel? Good. Congratulations, Brad. I mean, uh, justice yeah, is served. I, I to to me, I mean, she's already dead. So you know. <laughs> It was very difficult to defend somebody who I I could not get into her mind to find out why she did what she did. So it was a difficult case to defend. I I wish I knew why she was thinking the way she she was. <laughs> so maybe it'd be Fair it'd enough. be a little easier. 
All right, so um, next time on the podcast, we are going to cover an interesting case. Uh, really, case sad- I know nothing about. Yeah, I, I don't either. But, but Brad, you brought us this case. I'm pretty. I'm Dead. looking forward to it. It's a case from 1934. Yeah, so it's wow. a, you know it's a case from 1934. I love older cases. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I love it. Um, so I not murder cases, guys. I'm not into true true crime that way. But I just like uh, researching older cases. Um, but this set, you know, at the time, it was a huge football scandal that we're going to cover. Uh, and mm-hmm. it will be the podcast um, versus Professor Wagstaff in Horse Feathers, the case of Horse Feathers. Mm-hmm. Horse Feathers, starring the Marx Brothers. Members of the faculty, faculty members, students of Huxley and Huxley students. I guess that covers everything. And what this college needs is a good football team. And you can't have a good football team unless you have good football players. My boy... I think you've got something there, and I'll wait outside until you clean it up. I'm looking for two football players who always hang around here. We always hang around here, Well, but that's we all don't... I want to know. Now, I want you to sign this agreement. Hey, there's nothing on this paper. That's all right. We'll fill in something later. Dad, you've got the wrong football players. Did my son tell you you had beautiful eyes? Why, yes. Tell me that, too. Tells that to everyone he meets. You realize what it means if Huxley loses his game? It means shame, disgrace, humiliation. And besides, you're crazy if you don't play the ace. Hey, bring that back there. I've got to stay here. But there's no reason why you folks shouldn't go out into the lobby till this thing blows over. So, yeah, I'm... I'm... Looking forward to digging into that. Um, yeah. Brad, you want to tell us uh, who is judge, defense, and prosecution next time? All right. Next time in the podcast versus Professor Wagstaff as Judge Claire. Nice. <gasps> she does do a good job as judge. So. You're a great oh, judge. Thank you. Uh, prosecution. I don't even have to change my robe for the next month. Oh. Um, uh, maybe. Mm. Think about that. <laughs> Uh, prosecution, Tammy. Oh. And I will be defending Professor Wagstaff. Well, nice. it'll be interesting because, you know, Brad does know all the sports facts, so I'm... It's uh, true. And I'm going to have to prosecute this case, so it'll be it'll be an interesting one, so... Yeah, you're going to have to, you know, um, freshen up on your sports facts, Tammy. <laughs> or look into them at all, really. <laughs> yeah. just, just look into them. <laughs> Awesome. All right. So anything else for this? This was a, a dark, a dark, dark case for us. So um, any anything else? Man, we covered a lot. Don't threaten children unless they're murder. Uh, they're monster children, not murder children. <laughs> oh. They're well, monster they're children. children. You can, them too. <laughs> I mean, you can threaten murder children as well. Yeah. But be careful with murder children because they might murder you back. So yeah, I don't like yeah, I don't like the careful. phrase murder children. <laughs> <laughs> we might cover some murder children cases in the future. So <laughs> oh yeah, I think so. All oh, right, God. guys. Well then, uh, we're out. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening. If you want to send us feedback, you can contact us via True True Crime at reactionary sascom Join our Absolutely True True Crime Facebook group and follow us at True True Crime on Twitter. Call the SAS line 321-710-4947 and maybe you can help solve a mystery. Our other podcast and individual social media accounts can be found at reactionary-sas.com. <laughs>